0: Legacy Maker, the All Sports Network. This is it. This is for all the chips. We're for the championship? No, we get so better than this. Just sit and relax a bit.
1: We're talking the passive blitz. We're talking the jumpers fresh. We're talking the pitch and miss. Clean space,
0: kick space. You come to the right place. Be fake. I don't need to see other do so I'm straight. Cause they're not impressing me. I tune into legacy. Legacy. Warping gold and on the road. Legacy down Three three seconds to go. Legacy. Two out. bases loaded. Legacy. It's not a mystery. You're tuning to legacy. legacy. Check a flag on the final lap. Legacy. 12 round. Who gets in the mat? Legacy. You want a legacy. You built a legacy. We'll get the right now so the whole world can see. Now, the Legacy Maker Sports Podcast. Welcome, everybody. we about to get this bad boy started. started. Here are your hosts, Darrell Owens and Jay Quimby. What to do? What to do? What to do? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 307, aka episode 309. AKA episode 309. But I I, I just
1: posted it and I said episode 300 or something. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) AKA episode 309, technically. So, but with that being said, we're just going to officially make those double episodes. We'll just say that's a part two of that episode. So, just to be, (laughs) just to make it legit for there. So, 307 here in the building for Legacy Maker Sports Podcast is March 29th, 2023. Uh, And once again, everybody, we are glad to be here to bring you. Um, Another good show. We got some things to talk about. Uh, we got some NFL. We got some NCAA. Uh, we got some local news that uh, we're a little, little. We're sad we're, about we're, we're, a little we're bit sad about. So at the same
1: time.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we got some local things going on that we're going to talk about in the show. And then, of course, we're doing our top 10 uh, mock draft, our 2.0. Uh, we'll be dropping that today as well. Of course, NASCAR is coming in this weekend. We've got a three-person team rocking it out. Uh, so we got Becca uh, leading leading the troop along with Jay and, of course, Christina, who will be there doing photography for us uh, this week. So weekend. we can get
1: those non-pixely pictures.
0: So we are ready to make sure the pics are on point and make sure that we're giving the best that we can give you guys. So we'll be ready for that thing to rock and roll. All right, everybody, um, before we get started, though, Jay, you know, you kind of wanted to talk. Um, you know, we wanted to dedicate this show to a young man. Uh, if you'd like to take the floor.
1: Um, didn't really ever get the chance to meet the young man. But from what I've read, uh, Ryan, you've been in our thoughts and prayers. Ryan Link is a man that is, took on the battle of cancer and whooped its ass I'm sorry. I'm trying to cut down on my cussing because you know, but for me, it's um, you know, he he he's a warrior. He he he's a great man, hell of a human being, and his nephew, you know, his life was cut short. I believe he's, twenty one, I believe, and uh, we would just I'd ask Ryan to make sure, and we dedicated this show to him. I know it's not much, but it, you know.
0: Let his legacy live on. Yeah. Uh, Ryan's always been a, a a good friend of the network. He's been a good person um, that we've known for years. I met him through Walmart. Uh, we both actually kind of met him through Walmart. Uh, we went down there to an event uh, in Williamsburg where he used to be uh, an employee or may still even be an employee there. But uh, with that being said, man, we just wanted to dedicate the show to you and, and, um, and your nephew, man. And our thoughts and prayers go out to you. Yes. Yeah. So uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and get this thing started. We got a lot to get into today. Uh, you know, we got some of our opening topics we want to kind of get into today. Uh, I guess first we'll go ahead and start with, um, you know, one of the biggest things in the game right now. Obviously, we've talked about Lamar Jackson over the last couple of weeks, but we keep getting a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit more of the story. So things keep, um, you know, kind of just kind of coming out. And now we officially the other day heard that, Hey, Lamar Jackson officially has requested a trade uh, from the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, don't know if that will happen, but what are your thoughts on the official word? Now he did this back wow. on March the second, but it's just coming out.
1: Th- that's the thing. What, what took, why did it take so long for that news to get out? And I if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Lamar is his own agent. And so, uh, you know, why is he not getting love? The First of all, I understand his style of play, his injury concerns, but put in the right system. Let's say if you're Jimmer, say, and you're sitting there in Indy and you got what you got as offensively, that line, Lamar has the arm to not have to run around and run for his life and drop back there and drop dimes to Pittman, to Taylor, you know, whoever they draft in for wide receiver, because I know they, uh, Paris, uh, Campbell went somewhere else, but why would you not go in all on him? I mean, you gave Matt Ryan the franchise and he was 75 years old.
0: That's true. Uh, and Lamar's 28, I believe, uh, 27, 27. So you look at that. He's still, he's still got plenty of prime years. If he can stay healthy, obviously that's been one of his biggest things. You know, you've seen him, taking some you know the last 2 years anyway but i think a lot of that is being beat up uh in that style of offense that they had and i think uh you know if he goes to any indianapolis and and that does become a thing their their style uh you know it, it i think that's his the new coach's style would fit his style uh but my question is will he pass will he try to will he try to be more pass happy uh, uh when that time comes i think but
1: he would have the time that's the thing that he didn't have in baltimore
0: yeah he yeah. could
1: take a five-step drop and still have another three to four seconds to get rid of the ball
0: yeah i don't think he's had that time in baltimore since Orlando brown left um exactly no, Orlando brown was a big part of that offensive line when you lose your all pro or i don't know if he's all pro now but it definitely a uh, Pro Bowl uh, offensive lineman
1: call him all pro i mean he was a steal in the draft because nobody wanted to Bring him on and they drafted him just right. like Lamar because nobody they were all worried about his size. Even we were worried about his size coming out of college. Right. And the man got an MVP. So obviously he did something right. Right, And
0: he's bulked up. He, he's definitely the right size right now for your, your typical quarterback nowadays. I, I look at this and just, you know, if if any team. The, the most logical team to me does seem like Indianapolis. There's other teams that you heard. The Jets would probably be another team if if the whole Aaron Rodgers fiasco falls apart. We'll
1: we'll talk about that later because you know Douglas really messed himself up by saying they weren't in on Lamar because their ability to bid down picks with the Packers just went out the window.
0: Yeah, I, I just I, I the whole situation, you know, I the Packers GM said, hey, I don't want he doesn't necessarily need big time picks like he's not asking for a first round pick. I think Green Bay is still trying to get um, from what I hear. It's the evaluator situation. So like next year, if he starts or he plays, uh, the pick goes from like a maybe a first round pick. They're trying to get a first round pick. I think they're going to start off at a third. But if he plays as a first something, something like that is what they're trying to make happen and just make the trade happen already. Can we just move on? <laughs> so that's all. That's all I want. Just move on.
1: If, if you're the Jets, why wouldn't you give up this year's first? Because uh, let's say we're pulling a Tampa Bay Buccaneers going in all in on Tom Brady mm-hmm. to get you into that all-important Super Bowl. It's a first-round pick. I mean, besides last year, you guys haven't been really doing great. I mean, last year they, they nailed it. Or send uh, Jermaine Johnson the, the last – I think he was a second round pick or a late first. It was
0: it was late first. I think it's like 26 20, 25th, 25 something him like
1: that. along with a couple two seconds to Green Bay. That, that's logical.
0: I, I my thing is if I'm if I'm Green Bay uh and and we've talked about this in the past guess what you have always been a better second round pick team like Yes. We, like now we have had some decent luck you know, the last time we had two first round picks we got uh Savage and I believe we got Jair in the same draft. It was, but we got two starters who are still playing on the team right now. So it has My, worked out recently.
1: You said last time you had two, didn't you have two first round picks last year? And you yeah, took, we
0: did, uh, we did, we did, we did. The the, the, the time the time before then, <laughs> you,
1: you took Poudy McGowdy.
0: Yeah, yeah, we took we took we took both Georgia guys, uh, which I, I'm I sorry, mean, that's I that's two that. straight that's two straight drafts. Uh, and that's three Georgia picks in the first rent with first picks. So like right off the bat, that's what we've gotten. Uh, so I'm not, that's what I said. If a Georgia guy's there at 15, I'm not, won't be surprised, but we'll get into all that a little bit later, but with Lamar, I think Indianapolis, the best move. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know if they can save that relationship in Baltimore. I know Jim, i got to give, uh, John Harbaugh as much credit as possible. He is trying to keep everything positive, but I, I, I don't know if it's just going to work, man. I don't know if it's going to work. He, he
1: said he's reached out to him and he's heard nothing back. I mean, Lamar feels slighted and I understand why I right. mean as soon as the Giants did what they did there was no turning back for Baltimore and Lamar it's either you figure it out now or you're going to be in this situation and look yeah. where they're at
0: yeah I'm I'm hoping that they figure it out soon I think this one could be another one that lasts up into the draft we may not get a, a, a finality until we get closer uh, or so even
1: training camp
0: it may it may be a while but here's the thing like I heard that this may not happen, and, and this was actually pretty smart. If you're – I forgot who told me this. If you're San Francisco – I thought this before we move on. If you're San Francisco – and, I God, I wish I wish I could give credit to the person. If, you, if you're smart, you know, if you're San Francisco and it goes after the draft, guess what? Then you go after Lamar because that's – those first-round picks will go into 24 and 25 and not 23 uh and then you know in that process you probably if you if you're getting Lamar you could trade uh you know uh, Lance that would still give Baltimore a young QB to kind of um grow on and see if he could go from there uh you know I think you know obviously Purdy's still there but Purdy would be an extremely great backup but then I don't think San Francisco wants to spend that money but could you imagine Lamar Jackson and Kyle Shanahan's offense it could be dangerous real dangerous it would it
1: well it would remind you of RG3's one good year before he
0: got hurt. Yeah, well, I hope that Kyle Shanahan's a little bit smarter. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure he is. I, that's, that's all we would hope for. That's all we would hope for. The hindsight's
1: 2020, bro.
0: True that, true that. So we'll see what happens here with Lamar Jackson in the next couple of weeks. Uh, you know, hopefully we find something about before the draft. If not, we'll, we'll, we'll still be kind of looking out for it. Uh, next one, we've got uh the NCAA tournament. We have uh, we're here. We got both final four, uh, final four set to go. The women, uh, final four, maybe a little bit more logical. You got Virginia Tech, who's number one, uh, a number one seed, and they have a chance to get their first ever national championship as a school. First ever as a school, you would think you hit a Virginia Tech man, they got to have something somewhere. No. This will be their first one. You know, Cavalier fans let them have it all the time. You know, yeah, you know, we got t- we got 32, y'all have zero. Uh, so if they get this one, you know, I-, I definitely will support uh and be happy for them. Uh also Iowa, who has uh Caitlin Clark, who's <laughs> the national player of the year, in my opinion, hands down, has been dominant. Uh they're the number three seed. Then you have LSU led um uh by Kim Mulkey. Uh, who's one of the best coaches and, and a former national champion herself, and then Don Staley in South Carolina. So that is the women's side of things. Now, on the she men's- is
1: one of <laughs> my favorite basketball coaches, male, female, yes, whatever uh, spaghetti string, whatever you <laughs> identify as, um, coaches. Hand, I mean, the she, action she comes out on that court with, I love it.
0: Well, it's wahoo, wahoo! Whenever I think of Non Stealer, when I was growing up, she was one of my favorite play, favorite female player for sure. Uh, growing up, and you know, with her being a UVA representative. Then on the men's side, oh, it's a little bit uh, more uh, chaotic. We got uh, the University of Miami ACC uh, only ACC team left. Uh, they are going to be taking on UConn. So the five seed Miami taking on the four seed UConn. You would be like, okay, that's not too bad. There's got to be a one seed on the other side of that thing. Nah. No, nah, not at all. You got San Diego State, the five seed, taking on the number nine seed, Florida Atlantic. So, Jay, when you look at all of this, um, you know, what is your excitement level heading into this Final Four weekend? Uh, and who do you have in the national championships and my, winning the national championships?
1: My excitement is, uh, you know, I picked San Diego State to make it at least to the Elite eight because that offense is explosive. Um, not, Not – not trying to take away from Fort Atlantic because I remember like uh, every like four or five years they come on with a team that just shocks and breaks everybody's bracket, you know? So for me, I'm going San Diego state in that one. And I I'm, I'm in love with Miami. I'm, I'm glad that they're doing what they're doing. Uh, UConn, you I'm sure that I'm gonna get it wrong, but I got Miami going against San Diego State, and then I'm gonna go with. Uh, my heart's telling me pick San Diego State, but Miami's the logical choice. I, uh, I, that I their defense will be able to slow them down.
0: See, that's that's the thing for me. Um, in in that bracket, UConn has been dangerous. Um. And I, I think I want to kind of pick Miami myself, but more for ACC purposes. But uh, Jim Larry Lariega, I, I hate saying his last name because I know I'm messing it up. But, you know, he took uh, George Mason back to the Final Four, uh, back to uh end of the Final Four back in like 2006. And he's the only coach in here uh, that has Final Four experience, which was just the, uh, or the head coach. And that's the crazy thing. Like, you look at it, you're like, wow. Like, that was like 15, 16 years ago, and he's back in it. So I kind of mm. want to see him winning for that. But I, I I agree with you. I have a I got a feeling it's Miami and um, you know uh, San Diego State, the battle of the five seeds for the national championship. That's what I feel on the men's side.
1: I mean, I'm looking at the scores here. Sorry, I'm not looking at the camera, but you no, you good. UConn held Arkansas. They beat them by uh, 23, and they again beat uh, Gonzaga by 32. So that defense is definitely something, but I feel that you know Miami's guard play. The Texas has got one of the most exciting offenses that I've seen in a while, and they were able to outshoot them. So it it'll be fun. Let's let's tell them
0: that. It, yeah, the men's side has been wild and crazy. So if Florida Atlantic wins the national championship, by all means, at this point it, we we wouldn't be surprised on the men's side of things. Oh, no. Now on the women's side of things, we you know we talked about the you know the head coaching power that we have on one side of the bracket and two talented uh coaches on the other side uh and but some players all the way around virginia tech's a good balance all the way around team They're the number one seed uh they won the acc tournament they've been uh, battling through they got to take on lsu now lsu is tough uh kim alkey in the group you know she's won her national championships at uh notre dame uh, no not my fault not notre dame baylor it was it's one of the 2 No, wow. oh, baylor she was at baylor uh so she was at baylor and you know she done great things there uh, she, you know, everybody loves her for all of the, the flair that she's got in the jackets going on. Then, uh, uh,
1: come I, on. I mean, the jacket, uh, what would that, I was waiting for, to hear from you that Shania wanted that last jacket she had. Cause it had like, the, the uh, she probably, if she saw it, she would probably, down. It, was, it was gorgeous.
0: <laughs> if she saw it, she probably would have won it. I'm almost a thousand percent sure about that. Uh, I, I would say that. So that matchup is one interesting one. I got, I think LSU is going to win it. Um, but. If Tech wins it, that would be great. You know, for I, I look, I don't hate the university, when I you know, but I would like to see the women get the dub. You know, we cover you know ACC, and I, I like to see them get the dub. And on the on the other side of things, that South Carolina Iowa matchup, you got the you know defensive player of the year versus the offensive player of the year. I I, I think South Carolina edges out um, Iowa, but if they if Iowa makes it to the uh, championship game, Caitlin Clark's a monster, so it wouldn't surprise me.
1: Well. I, I'm going South Carolina. I'm, I'm they they're undefeated. Yeah. I mean that comes down to coaching, uh, very much so along with you got the the players. But good coaching with talent, it, it makes you unbeatable. Now I'm not going to say it's not going to be a close game because like you said, offensive defensive players, it it should be good. Uh, and you know Tech took out Ohio State, so I'm going LSU.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I, I kind of want to go. Um I kind of want to be able to do that. Uh but we'll I, I just I'm just not a hundred percent sure how that will go down. Uh but for me, I will say um just for fun, I'll say Virginia Tech versus South Carolina, but South Carolina's gonna win that thing. Uh, uh I, I just I think they complete the undefeated season uh and make things happen.
1: Uh, Reese eh, eh, the forward for LSU. Mm-hmm. I I like her style of play, but also Morris. Morris is sneak, you know, small but fast. I've seen her block some bigger centers, and the center just looking like, where did you come from?
0: (laughs) Yeah, Reese Reese has that dog in her. You know, she's she she's gonna she is as tough as they come. Now the first time, last time that uh, LSU and South Carolina played each other. Things did not go well for LSU, and South Carolina blew them. I think they almost beat them by, like, 20. Everybody was hyped about the game. It had big viewership, and it just was a dud for LSU. Oh, if, that happened, if that matchup happens again, I don't see it being a dud. I, I Maybe at the most 10 points on either side, uh, but I think it's going to be a close matchup. I think national championship on the women's side is going to be tight, regardless.
1: Not trying to say anything, but most of the time, women's college basketball – is just as interesting as men's when it comes down to it, because the passion's still there. I'm not saying right. the WNBA is not passionate, but
0: kind yeah. Of well, I mean the viewership. If you go and look at the viewership uh, that they had last Sunday, uh, they said the viewership for that uh, women's the women's game was bigger than. Um, it was uh, some. It was uh, some NBA games throughout the season. Like it was the biggest viewership through some NBA games throughout the season. So you can't say there's no value in women's basketball. You know, not not you, but like there's a lot of people that right. said there's no value in women's basketball. But that proved right there because if there was no value, nobody would watch that game. Oh. But the cat. But they. But the one good thing that college basketball does that the WNBA is they create great characters per se. Yes. You know. Malky, you know, the Don Stalers, you, you, they hide, there's good hype around the players in the college. Like once they get to the end, the, the, the WNBA, unfortunately, I never, I think you agree with me. The WNBA, in my opinion, doesn't give that, they don't have, they have never been able to find a way to market those players once they get there the right way.
1: Oh, absolutely. And so, this goes back to when we went up for the one game with the Liberty. And um, I can't say her name, the three point shooter. Blonde, Donna, Bella. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? I can't. Yeah, yeah. Her. Della Donna. D- Della Donna. They, she was a marketing magnet, and they did nothing. Nothing to market her. And yeah, they dried,
0: did <laughs> They did her you know. dirty, man. We talked We talked about how dirty they did her, but. Well, absolutely. <laughs> but she,
1: she was like a, an Ovechkin type of person for that, and they did nothing with her nothing
0: yeah well Show they me. showed that they showed how when covet was around and they still made her play and she had that disease that's that 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 was a really bad look for the wnba and they still i don't think they've been able they just don't they've got to figure it out so uh let's move to the next one on our uh, opening topics here's the one that uh we were talking about down on the on the local level that's going to hurt now it's not completely official but word this morning that it's it's pretty much there uh VCU head coach Mike Rhodes uh could be heading to Penn State uh to become the head basketball coach there. I'm hearing the number is 3.2 million. Uh I don't know how many years in that, but uh if that does happen, I hate to see uh, coach Rhodes leave uh VCU. Uh but I mean, if anybody deserves to make, get that big payday and has been loyal to VCU, unlike some of the other coaches that were here for maybe one or two years and then jumped yeah. as soon as as soon as they had a chance. Um it's 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 a good deal so uh coach if this is the case uh, coming from me and i know jay will show his sentiments oh, in a second here uh man thanks for everything man you've always been kind to us me and jay have interviewed you uh twice uh personally and you've uh, been nothing but kind and so we pray that whatever way it is uh if you stay or you go that uh everything works out for the best for you
1: oh absolutely uh another great man uh you know i remember when you know, they had a certain player transfer in. We were able to interview him that year. And he was so excited. But then we talked to him about this year when they played in the A-10 tournament. He's like, yeah, we're number one. But we were number one last year. And we out the first round. They come through. They win. They make it. I right. mean, he is a great coach. He's supported us, our network, personally. Um, we just, like I said, sad to see you go, but... You gotta build your own legacy. And he's going home from what we've done or study because yeah. he grew up in Pennsylvania. So you can't be mad at him for that. No, you,
0: you can't. I mean, he came back here. He went to I think he went to Macon at one point too. Or he coached at Macon at one point. So him being back in his area and and still playing on uh, good seeds. Uh, you know, he it, it's it's been a good ride for VCU. Uh now VCU's always been able to kind of find uh, you know, find the pieces that they need. Oh, yeah. So we're, we're going to see, we're, we're going to see of, where they remember behind.
1: how everybody was when Shaka left to go to Texas and, you know, coach Rose was like, they were calling for his head. after the first couple of seasons, man, remember they him? were, they
0: were ready to let my man have it. They were ready to let my man have it. And it was, it was crazy. I was like, man, they really gonna let my man go for it right now. Uh, so, but like I said, it's been um, a good road coach. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, good luck to you if that's the case. Uh, But VCU is going to have to find them a guy that can come in and be, um, you know, to keep that train rolling because VCU, to be honest with you, the last five, six years, if not, but longer than that, have been one of the top two or three teams in the Atlantic 10. They're probably one of the most important pieces in the Atlantic 10. So it's, it's kind of important um, to see what they do next.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, will they get somebody from the staff promote them or will they go outside? I mean, but first, this
0: deal's got to get done. Yeah, that's that's gonna be the first thing, you know. If they go on, on the staff, uh, there's a couple guys that've been there for a while. Don't be surprised of like a Joey Rodriguez, uh, who is a former VCU player. Maybe he gets a chance. Maybe they go that route. I think there's a gentleman that uh, coaches down in North Carolina, and don't get me um, trying to figure out names because I I can't remember the names off top hand. But it was another former player that was starting to get mentioned. So we'll see. Uh, we got a couple, you know, maybe a couple of weeks. How does as this thing kind of Uh, rocks and roll, but good luck to Coach Rhodes uh, at least on our behalf. We truly appreciate you,
1: No no matter where you go, you will always have our respect and admiration.
0: Most definitely. Uh, Next, uh, we're now moving to the draft. Uh, We're going to give you our second top 10 mock uh, as we get a little bit closer. We're about a month away. Uh, We're about a month away. The draft starts on... uh, uh,
1: We're actually a
0: month away. Are we a month? Exactly a month away? All right, so we're about a month away it starts uh,
1: on the i believe the 27th of april so, so today's is okay. the ninth.
0: maybe, maybe we're okay we were a smidge over uh, but we're getting close uh yes. we're we're about 4 weeks um away from greatness you know funnest night of the uh the funnest nights of the year um funnest. I, I, yeah funnest the funnest
1: and this is why i always read everything afterwards (laughs) it's one of the funnest nights of the year and
0: one of the funnest nights of the year i'm 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 excited uh for the draft itself it's it's going to be good stuff
1: but i haven't seen what you did i put you put mine together beautifully and i posted mine so let's
0: see what you got all right well let's go ahead and get into it here we are uh here are our top 10 mock drafts um you know i think we kind of agreed on a couple here so uh Jay, I guess we both feel uh, that CJ Stroud is gonna be the, the man for Carolina. Do you see that going any other way uh, right I mean, now? We
1: we're getting smoke screens because I know that um the Panthers Brass traveled down. They watch Bryce, they watch Levis, and they're gonna go watch Anthony's pro day. So, you know, there but the, the thing that got me stuck on Stroud at the Panthers was the comment from the quarterback coach McK- McNown when he was there watching the pro day and said uh, something. Uh, it's like, maybe we'll play horse when you come down to Carolina or to Charlotte. Ah, He said that directly to Stroud. So, th- I mean, that's kind of a tip of the hat in my opinion, right. on which way they're going to go.
0: I, I, can, I can see that. I mean, and it seems that all sides are pointing at CJ Stroud. Uh, and I think to me, you know, his size, which is a lot better than Bryce Young's, is, is to me plays a big factor into it. Uh, yes, if Bryce Young goes in and he's the number one pick talent wise, you can't take that away from him. The one thing that has always worried both of us, uh, when it comes to players like this is at quarterback is the size. Um, uh, we've seen quarterbacks with that that thinner body frame, uh, take you know, if they get hit and they get banged up. It, it, it really, Teddy takes a, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, the RG3s of the world. Uh, when they take Beatons, you know, it, you know, even Lamar, but Lamar's bought up balked up a lot more uh, than you know those those two quarterbacks. But those those are the type of people that kind of make me a little worried. And Stroud's a little bit bigger, uh, but I just think overall I think he would be the better fit for for the Panthers. And
1: they're loading up offensively and one I mean their free agency has been off the chain, man. Yeah, but here's the
0: thing. If they I think if they go Bryce Young at one. Uh, the way they, they like you said, built around everything they got going on right now, they'll still be okay. I really do think they'll be okay. But I think if I'm choosing, I'm probably going Stroud over Young myself as well. But I don't think they go wrong either way.
1: Oh, I agree.
0: Number agree. number two, we both said Bryce Young Uh, to the Texans. You have to go quarterback here, Jay. I, no, that's just me. I think you have to go quarterback.
1: See, I'm kind of split because, you know, a lot of people are saying they have to. But... David Mills, has he really been that bad, has the starting quarterback. It's just the lack of Talent. weapons around him, <laughs> healthy weapons. Yeah. I mean, uh, Damian Pierce did great last year. Um, it, for me, I don't see it has a need. It, they need it in depth, so they need a decent backup to Mills. But, again, some, uh, somebody said, you know, Bryce Young is not that tall. He's a little bit, you know, he needs to put some weight on. But if he was throwing over those monster offensive linemen in Alabama. And he, he, can great, he can throw
0: <laughs> over anybody. He can throw <laughs> he over anybody. He can throw out. over anybody, yeah. I am I, I the Texans, I think this is almost a no-brainer. Like, the only other person I think they, you know, if they want to go with somebody with the, all types of potential, then maybe you go Richardson here. Uh, or, you know, obviously Richardson or Levis, But I th- maybe you go Richardson in that spot. Um, but I know that the Texans have also met with Levis, So it's not, uh, in a secret meeting, supposedly, um, according to rumors out there. Yeah. So uh, Levis could also be that guy. Uh, but it, it, really depends on what DeMarco, uh, is, um, is looking for down there. He's a defensive guy. So whoever the offensive coordinator is, you know, he's got to have full faith in that guy.
1: Absolutely. And like I said, uh, this is also the time where we get so much white noise, right? That we don't know. But, no clue. You know they could be like <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna draft Bigfoot with the second pick, and we gotta we don't
0: know. Yeah, you gotta go with it. It's like Bigfoot's the guy. This is what we're going with. Uh, so we'll we'll see the Texans though. They have um, you know, a lot of people were like, oh man, the Texans. Might, why move up? You're gonna get one of the two guys you want. Um, you let the, let the Panthers make you pick. Don't give up any more draft picks. You got two, you got 13. You can get you another great defense. You can get your defensive player, um, at they, 13. So they, they got
1: 12, bro.
0: They got, they got 12. My fault, my fault. So they got 12. That's right. The Jets got 13.
1: That tells you how many draft,
0: um, uh, my, my drafts you've been, been doing. Yeah. <laughs> that tells you, you look, that tells you how many I haven't done leading up. You know, uh, by this time, I probably would have done like a thousand. Uh, but
1: locked me out man
0: <laughs> they they told they told jade sorry brother no more <laughs> uh next one we got the cardinals uh and we both got will anderson uh jr uh from alabama the uh the edge rusher going to arizona
1: the only thing that concerns me about them taking like uh carter here if carter you know if that stuff went down you know whatever but is the fact that the last time they got a defensive player built like that, um I can't even say his name, Nitschke from Ole Miss. He mm-hmm. they did nothing correctly with him, and you know they got Simmons there, and he Isaiah Simmons is ranked on their depth chart as their corner or nickelback. Right. I mean, keep your shit together, guys. That God. man is a tackling machine.
0: Well, I think I think for me, I just went with the best defensive player. I think, I, obviously, yes. I think Carter is the the best defensive player, but I also think Carter also needs to go to a place, and I'll explain my six pick, you know, at number six in a minute. But okay. uh, for me, I just I, I, I like Anderson there. I think you know, as do I. I think he can, he can make the a really big impact. Maybe not all shiny and glimmery, but I think he can make a big impact there.
1: Not shiny and glimmery. Yeah, you know? not
0: shiny and glimmery. But uh, number four. Now, number four, we both went with quarterbacks. You went with Anthony um, Richardson. I went with Will Levis uh, or Levis, whatever way, uh, Levi's. <laughs> but, I mean, hey, look, Levi's. <laughs> but, uh, you know, thoughts on Anthony Richardson going to four? Because last time you had uh, Will at number four yourself.
1: Well, I, I changed it up because I, I did a little bit, a lot more research. And the head coach there is the, basically the guy that made Jalen Hurts the quarterback he is today. Right. And uh, he likes that running style quarterback. And then you got a beast like Taylor there. I mean, you, you look at what they do. He, it, Richardson makes sense. He is he yet to be molded into the player he can be because the talent's there, obviously. Right. But it's going to take probably at least two, three years to see a return on this. So, yeah, I, I believe Richardson's the guy just because of the athletic ability. <laughs> levis has got the cannon of arm. i seen that 65-yard throw in his pro day. And it was <laughs> effortless, dude.
0: I yeah, know. my thing is, uh, with uh, and the reason why I still went with Levi's, I, I I want, I feel like he I don't want to say he's Josh Allen, he's got Josh Allen arm talent, uh, and he's got his his body size and built, and you know you got to be a tough um, sob to play quarterback, uh, in the NFL, and I just think that you know it'll be hard, uh, for me if I'm in the coach not to to, to take him. Uh, You well, know, uh, I mean that. I, I mean, yes, I think the style is actually more Richardson. I mean, Richardson actually makes more sense in this spot. But if I'm the Colts, I think you know why not uh, give give that young man a shot? Because if he drops to seven, then uh, or whatnot, maybe the Raiders get their ne- get their own Josh Allen. Who knows? But I, I, I'm gonna stick with leaves there for now. But I'm Angolati. I'm, I'm starting to think he might sneak up to number two. Uh, and, and that's because the Texans are in love with him unless the Texans decide to trade with the Colts and, and, you know, steal some more of those Colts picks.
1: Moving up, I mean, in the top five, moving up a couple spots makes zero sense to me. I mean, that time where the Bears got okie doke by John Lynch, Man. kudos to John Lynch. But <laughs> Look at what the Bears got. Nothing for yep. Mitch Trubisky. It so, took I'm him it, t-
0: it took him a while um, for, for them to even get back to that point. Yes. It took it took it took a while for them to get back to that point. Uh, next, uh, at number five, we both agree with Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher from Texas A and M.
1: His bend of uh, you know ability to get around the edge, burst. I mean, he's got it. He, uh, you know, wasn't a rotational guy like some of the other players at def- the, at the edge position, like uh, the Iowa kid he wasn't even a full time starter. So, and people's got him going in the top 10. Uh, Wilson was the guy down there. Uh, His quarterback hits, penetrate everything is amazing. So he is a Seattle defender very much. I want to Frank Clark type, but without being pissed off and beating people up.
0: Yeah. I I like his style. I think he's tough. I think he'll fit the Seattle mold. Uh, and, And you know, that Frank Clark style right up the alley on that one. I just think that uh Pete Carroll has always been able to find defensive gems. And if not that he's been able, even when people say all oh, the defense is trash, he's found ways to 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 find gold out of his defensive players. I think Tyree would be a great fit there in Seattle. Uh number six, we head to the Lions. Uh Jay, you've got Miles Murphy, the edge rusher from Clemson. And I went with Jalen Carter. Uh to go and maybe help anchor that line there in Detroit. Uh, what are your thoughts on Miles Murphy? The
1: the reason I, I moved Miles Murphy up is he's not getting the love for the production that he did for Clemson. Um, but I know they took an edge with uh, Hutchinson last year. But if you look at the guys besides Houston, who came on great and I'm not trying to take anything away from Houston, um, their depth, all their guys are on what, their deals are done at the end of this year that are on the depth chart behind them. So why not get a guy? You got another pick coming up in the first round. Get the best guy available. I mean they solidified their cornerbacks in free agency. So corner is not a top tier need at this point.
0: That's why I changed it. I know okay that makes sense to me. I I so I went with Jalen Carter here and um this is this has a lot to do with coaching. Uh, Dan Campbell as a coach seems to be a leader of men and people absolutely love him. And we talk the same way about Pete Carroll. Uh, you know, I think if you look at any of our mock drafts, when we think Jalen Carter, we think about guys that could, you know, help this young man, uh, depending on, look, I need to verify. I'm not saying that, you know, whatever his trial stuff is still out there. But you know, when you, until proven guilty, yeah, right. And but when you have gotten into or your name gets put out, in this, you need somebody that you think that's going to have your back and protect you, Dan Campbell is that guy that can have his back and protect him, um, and, and get him and get him, you know, to me and on the right path. And they need a dog. They need a dog on that defense. Uh, and why not get you a bulldog? So I'm going Jalen Carter.
1: I, I mean, I I don't hate it. I, the man should go higher just without that that one thing could potentially take him completely out of the first round or the NFL. But again, we don't know all the all, everything that went into it.
0: All right. So that's at number six. Number seven, uh, we got the Vegas Raiders. Jay, you got Christian Gonzalez heading there uh, from Oregon. I got Anthony Richardson, if he's there, uh, potentially be in the future at, for the Raiders at QB.
1: Well, you, you look at what they did. They bring in Jimmy G, uh, you know, Richardson for the way that McDaniel's drafted there in uh, the Broncos the last time he was a head coach, mm-hmm. I mean, makes absolute sense. I, I don't hate that pick. Levis is very much uh, mobile, like Jimmy G. I could see. I thought about putting him there, but you look at their secondary of what they have right now on the roster, and uh, it leaves you wanting. that they, they brought in Marcus Apps who did great up with uh, the Eagles, but. I mean secondary is a huge need there uh so that's why i went with christian gonzalez the very long uh six two and runs like a four four so the corners i've noticed have gotten much bigger and faster here in the last like four
0: years yeah when we were kids cornerbacks were like six foot and under i would say maybe like between five nine and six foot Antonio (laughs)
1: Winfield, Junior or Senior, was five eight.
0: Right, and when they were younger, they were they were in that range. And if you had, well, I'll put it this way: maybe like I would say five nine to five eleven, because once you got a six foot uh cornerback, people like, ooh, look, a six foot cornerback. And when like Antonio, uh, (laughs) like when Antonio Cromartie came out, he was six three. People was like, whoa, Antonio Cromartie six three. Now they breed him at six three. They're six (laughs) three, six two, six one. Uh, so if you can get a six one, six two, six three. A cornerback to go with these six seven six five receivers that's what you kind of you know they you know the cornerback position is adjusted to the to the receiver position I think um I think that's what, that's what we've kind of seen from the cornerback position well
1: you've seen him clear out a lot of that last draft class because mm-hmm. you know Leatherwood's gone uh Farrell's gone and so was um shit, I can't say his name now the safety I can't uh,
0: he uh, yeah, cause Green Bay picked him up during the season and on, and on the practice squad. Abr- yeah. not Abrams, Jonathan Abrams. Yeah, it was Jonathan, Jonathan was Abrams. Yeah. Case. So Green Bay picked him up and he didn't even play. Green Bay ended up releasing him too. So that's how bad things were there. They can't draft. That's the nicest thing I can say about Vegas. The, the, uh, they they since I was a kid, I don't think. They, I mean, they had a couple of hits okay, in there. Somewhere. They, can't they, draft they can't draft
1: first round.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna say. Yep. Yeah, okay. First round, because Crosby. Uh, they uh they had Max Crosby. Crosby was a third round gem that they found. Um, uh, but they yep. they you were right. First round, they just it feels like they just never hit right in the first round. It's it's Does a rough mean, deal. It's a rough the, deal.
1: The Rugs thing in 19, along with Damon Arnett in 19. Yeah. I mean, Hunter yeah, Remford was all, a fifth round pick. Remember? They
0: always they always reach. Uh, but I feel like if they go Richardson here. It doesn't hurt him because nobody's expecting Richardson to start if he goes to Vegas right on that. Everybody knows Jimmy G's team to get things going. But I think it's a good thing if Richardson goes there because he kind of can learn behind Jimmy G. But also, if Jimmy G gets hurt, which is more likely to happen, he's probably going to (laughs) play a little bit faster than uh, Uh, you think.
1: Go ahead and do number eight. I'll, I got somebody knocking on the door. I'll be
0: All ready. right, so number eight, uh, and Jay will return here in a second. Number eight, we got uh, Jay going with Jalen Carter of Georgia, defensive lineman. Uh, I went with Quentin Johnston, uh, the receiver from TCU, who in some people's eyes is the best receiver in this draft. For me, I think Atlanta needs more weapons. Uh, we've officially heard that, um, that Ritter will be the starter. I believe that is – pretty much what we're getting out of that yeah he has backed away from saying uh you know they had they they keep getting asked questions about lamar jackson coming to atlanta uh arthur Blank came out and said straight up that you know that they're not going to go that route that he's an excellent player but they're not going to go that route i think they need more pieces i think they need more people that can uh continue to help this uh offense get better Uh, so i went Quentin johnston on this one uh but i will also say i got a feeling that don't be surprised if they won, go defense because you know they want to continue to improve their defense and maybe go offensive linemen here that, to shock a couple people because oh. Ritter's gonna be quarterback. You need to protect the young man. That's that's how I feel about that.
1: They brought well, they brought back uh Lindstrom and uh Mc McGray McGarry. I can yeah,
0: McGarry, say. yeah, McGarry, yeah.
1: So, I mean, they got the line and they just signed Scotty Miller. So I don't think wide receiver is where they're going to go because, you know, Matt Collins was brought in and Drake London from last year has yet to really break out. And they still a lot of people are pointing, uh, thinking they're going to take Brian Robinson to go with Algier. Mm -hmm. But I got Jalen Carter because he played there uh, at the University of Georgia. And he would be a guy, you know, if you get smart, Kirby Smart to still mentor him and help him get on the straight and narrow, get it figured out, become the young man he's capable of.
0: Right. He would be a
1: great uh, centerpiece to build that defense. Remember, oh, I'm trying to think of the name of the guy that was uh, like 2010s. uh, For Atlanta? For Atlanta, uh, Jonathan. Well,
0: oh, don't give me the line. I about to say Grady, but Grady's there. Grady Jarrett is still there now, isn't he? Grady Jarrett is still there uh, now. So,
1: Yeah, Grady Jarrett still there. It, he was a defensive end, and he was a pain in the ass for us. He stopped uh, LeGarrette Blunt oh, twice on the line, and I can't think of his name now. He came, I believe, from the Colts.
0: <laughs> why are you doing this to me, man? Um you know who I'm thinking, right? I think so, but I, I...
1: <sighs> us us getting old. It's
0: gonna bother me. We'll, we'll have to move on because we'll be thinking about this for 30 minutes. We'll figure it out, we'll figure it out here before the end of the show. Um, so next we move to nine. Uh Jay's got Paris uh Paris Johnson Jr. of Ohio State going to uh to Chicago to help sure up that line. I've got Peter Sharolsky. Sharonsky? We'll go Sharonsky. Uh and I could be wrong on it, but Peter Sharonsky from North uh Western. Uh, but we both are thinking the same thing. Protect they, Justin yes. Fields. <laughs> Protect Justin Fields. I I I like I said I, I feel like you bring to Chicago, you know, he's already played in in the Chicago area. I think the fans will, will fall in love with him. Uh so I, I went with Sharoski there. But Johnson obviously would be just as good of a pick here, Jay.
1: Oh, well, see, I went with Johnson because of the fact of some of the measurables on Peter is uh, his arms are a concern because you know how they are about wanting people to have long arms. John Abraham is the Uh, defensive end. John Abraham.
0: There you go. There you go. Um,
1: But uh, so Paris has been kind of the, I mean, they could go with, uh, the Gators pick or the dude out of Georgia, but I really feel Paris Johnson will come in there and do the job. And I feel, you know, for me, I'll get into Peter in the next pick. So
0: go ahead. Sweet, sweet. All right. So we move to the next pick. You went with Peter uh, going to the uh, Eagles, which I 100. Uh, I was. I was. I can say I can agree with it because I think they are going to need to start looking in the future with uh, you know, our man, uh, Lane Johnson getting a little bit older. So I love that pick. I went with Christian Gonzalez. Uh, they did lose, uh, Gardner Johnson, uh, to Detroit. And I just think that why not get you a younger guy to kind of come in, uh, and, you know, and, and keep that cornerback train going,
1: but they were able to re-sign Bradbury and slay. And the guy that I think you know, he, he has the potential, and he was drafted as a potential, mm-hmm. is Edmonds. They brought him in from Pittsburgh to play free safety. So I think that the need there goes to a lineman, mm-hmm. but Peter will not be a tackle for them. He will be a guard that possibly could work uh, all three of the inside positions because Kelsey signed back this year, but will he be back next year?
0: Uh, that's true that's true so that, and that's what something they got to start looking at because we really don't know um you know where they're gonna end up you know finish up on that on that platform you know they they, they have to start looking for the future you know if kelsey's not mm-hmm. there uh you know you're gonna have to start looking for that that those those next guys to kind of keep that offensive line because a lot of people will tell you the eagles had the best offensive line in football this year so you know you want to keep that train going
1: oh absolutely i mean uh one thing i looked at the Eagles are brought back to team, and everybody's got them as possibly repeating what they did last year and going to the Super Bowl. But interesting fact, they had the easiest schedule in the NFC last year.
0: That, that's true. That's true. It's not going to be that easy this year. <laughs> they have
1: a very hard schedule. Yeah,
0: year. that's that's going to change up. Once you get that one, that, that everything flips. So you're yep. going to get everybody's best for the most part uh and everybody's not it's not going to be as easy. Now, year Absolutely. 1, all oh, people's like, oh, "Jalen Hurts, okay, made the playoffs, that's just cool." Year 2, you showed up, showed out. Now everybody's going to be game planning for you. They so, you. it'll be fun to see if Hurts can, okay, game plan for me all you want. I still got y'all. Whatever. That's what I want to see if they can can and keep that going. So, it, um there's going to be
1: a lot of um, you know, linebackers shadowing the quarterback because if he runs, they need to get somebody, linebackers or the hybrid hijack, whatever, or jackknife guy Yeah, will be looking out for Hurts. If they can stop him, that shuts that entire offense down.
0: All right, there it is, y'all. So there's our top 10 mock draft 2.0. Uh, You won't see 3.0 Uh, for a little bit, but we'll, um, you'll see 3.0, but you won't see it on the show for a little bit. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, But let's go ahead and go to our last segment. It's time for. And now it's time for Cash or Trash.
1: Cash. I hate that you have logged me into that, bro. Sorry. It's so bad.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get into Cash or Trash here. So Cash or Trash, Ezekiel Elliott will resurrect his career with his new team, Cash or Trash.
1: I, I really want to cash it because I, I think he – you know, had his great years, but then he got paid and he did the, the, the gravy train, you know, uh, he's definitely out of shape and overweight. Then he says, I'll play for these three teams. And you know what? Not one of those teams have interest in him.
0: Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, <I mean. laughs> and and then the craziest thing is like, these are the teams I'm going to play for, but nobody's I like know. jumped out and said, Oh yeah, we can. They said he was making a decision by Friday. Uh, so I guess, I guess we'll see uh, if that's the case.
1: I just, I mean, there, there's even uh, speculation that he could go back to Dallas.
0: I know, I saw that on a
1: cheap bill. But I mean, the 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 thing is, is you want a fresh start, so you go to a new team, mm-hmm. you put the work in, because we know the man can do the work.
0: Yeah, we've seen him. We've seen him play extremely well.
1: Do what you do, or just hang him up, bro. I mean, I'm sorry. Stats only get you through a year. You got to keep proving it.
0: Yeah. Uh I, I cash it, but I cash it, especially if he goes to a team uh that loves to use the running back out of the backfield. Um I, he he's a really good uh pass catching on uh, running back. A lot of people don't yes. really pay that part of uh part, you know, attention to that part of his game. But usually when if they dump him the ball and he gets in the open field, he's he's tough to bring down. So it's like I feel like a, a good place. I will even say I would even say uh, Tampa Bay. You know, like I I think it's
1: been in the talk, but you know, one that scares me. What's that? The Saints.
0: That's one that you don't want to happen because if Kamar goes to the wayside or ends up having to go to you know Jo or you know they end up trading because they don't want to deal with the problems. If he goes there, I really think that he could he could resurrect a little bit there. And what
1: about the Broncos though? Too, I didn't even think about meeting back in the league.
0: The Broncos, Broncos, Sean Payton being back in the league—that's another he spot. He Loves
1: his running backs.
0: I still felt Buffalo would have been a really good spot for him. Uh, they just—they just need a, a running back that they can really. Tr- I mean, like, yes, Zeke is not going to give you fifteen hundred yards or anything like that, but he's a—he is still a kind of reliable running back. They need that type of running back to get pressure off of Josh Allen. But um, you and said I know that kind of. Yeah,
1: he. It, we're getting—they're getting Zeke now and of of now time not Mm -hmm. five years ago right so but why would they pay him four or five million dollars when they already got you know cook who kind of does the same thing that he could do on the
0: roster that's true uh but then sometimes i mean maybe a little bit with the the veteran leadership uh well you know veteran presence i should say i don't want to give leadership right off the bat we
1: well, he's, he's at a
0: rocky time in Dallas here and there. Yeah. So, but his veteran presence, I think would help a little bit. Uh, but like I said, wherever he goes, it needs to be a place where I think he could thrive. I mean, even a place like new England, you know, like I think you can go to new England. They love to run the football. Um, you know, Maybe. he has to go, he has to go somewhere where they love to run the football. Washington is actually a good place because their mindset is to run the football. I don't think they'll do it. Uh, but, you know,
1: I didn't they cut,
0: um, They cut McKissick after he decided to come back. He decided to come back, and he didn't go to Buffalo. I told you what I said last year. I was like, man, he should have stayed in Buffalo, man. And I think he would have made a huge difference for that team. And he decided, no, I'm going back to Washington, and now this year he's cut. I found a lot of
1: humor in the fact Zach Taylor said, no, we don't want you in Cincinnati.
0: It's crazy. I think that's that's, that's a little sad. I think he was hoping to go back to play in the Ohio area. and Nope. uh-uh. I mean,
1: uh, I think Kareem Hunt's still available, so yeah. they need a two-headed monster up there in Cleveland.
0: And uh, I mean, Amari's up there, so why not? You know, but I mean, the, the Zeke, uh, you know, situation will continue to build. Uh, next one here's a here's a fun one for you: Cash or Trash? Will Kenny Pickett have a breakout season next year? Cash or Trash?
1: <laughs> I, 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 you know, <laughs> with with Lamar's situation going on in Baltimore um I want to say yes he will take a leap but the Steelers will not win that division because it's it's still Joe Burrow's division yeah most
0: definitely I agree with that
1: um but yeah Kenny Pickett will get comfortable in the offense his receivers will get used to him I think he will thrive yes will he be a top 10 quarterback I don't know not yet
0: he's not there yet he's not there yet um, I, I, I catch it, though. I catch it, too, because, you know, if you watch that Pittsburgh st- team towards the end of the season, remember, they were what? They were five – excuse me. I think they were four and uh, eight. Yeah, the, they – were four and eight.
1: They were worried – or we were worried that yeah. um, our guy wouldn't have his – would have his first losing
0: season, right? And and you know what? Pittsburgh won their last four games, so he wouldn't have his first losing <laughs> season. So that they, I was correct. They were five eight. They were five and eight, and they ended up winning the last four. They didn't make the playoffs, but that's the res- you know that's the resolve. Uh, and he played. He didn't play. He didn't really play lights out, but he didn't play bad either. Uh, they he, and then they were able to get the wins.
1: He played way better than Mason Crosby ever
0: could. Yep. <laughs> yep. I mean, I. I, I I agree a thousand percent. Mitch Trubisky wouldn't have been the guy uh, at all. So uh, much love to Kenny. I'm going to say cash it. I I got faith in um, uh, Mr. Pittsburgh himself. Last one, cash or trash. And and this one is is dedicated to uh, 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 Monster Minutes and and the NASCAR squad here on the network. Uh, Cash or trash. There will be a new winner at Richmond International Speedway this weekend. And I mean for the big race, but if you want to go to this, you know. <laughs> for,
1: for me, like I had, there's there the fandom in me wants to see Harvick. He won last year. Mm-hmm. I want to see him win again because this is his last year. Right. We want to see the man go out with at least one dub. But I mean, there's the young guns are coming. Yeah. They're coming really hard. They've had some technical technical issues with certain like brake lines. Uh, I know Bubba. Last weekend, got out of the race because our power steering line, something like that. They're yeah. having problems with certain cars with, and it's not one of those things where they have an extra one. They're they're learning as they're doing these new cars. So for me, I'm gonna cash that they will have a new winner. I I don't want it, and I definitely don't want Denny Hamlin's ass winning it.
0: <laughs> I'm actually gonna trash it. I think I I'm feeling. Uh, that we get a, a little way from a couple of years ago, I think True X Junior um, will will come in and I, and 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 I and and, and retake uh, his claim because at one point he was killing it on the short tracks. Oh yeah. So I'm going I'm going True X Junior. So I'm going to trash it for that one reason though. But uh, Jay, I mean, how excited are you for the weekend? Um, I know it's going to be uh, another good weekend of racing. I know um, you're excited about it. I'm,
1: I'm pumped for the overall experience because I I, I know we got one of our you know, teammates going in first time NASCAR event. I'm excited to see what they do because, you know, they, I, I say they because I don't want to project, but, you know, everything else that they've attacked, they, they've knocked out of the park. I cannot wait. And, you know, for queen, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Getting into Daytona was amazing. So she gonna come back down, you know, remember
0: home. (laughs) where she came from, hey, that's funny. I mean,
1: to be honest, that look on on, on her face, it was priceless. But you still get that same look when she goes to get her credentials here at home. Right. So, I mean, by all means, it's just we all find ourselves being that six, seven-year-old kid excited to be a big event i don't care how professional you are (laughs) how you're up there everybody's got that that thing inside them that causes the fire to burn
0: right i think each event that we've we you know just in general in the network that we've done in the last six Uh, years i remember
1: our last our first a10 tournament yeah you know my first time where i got a text from like six people say you on tv i was like
0: but that me, oh yeah. That me. That me. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's mean, me. It,
1: it, that's why we do what we do because it, it's the dream,
0: right? Uh, it's definitely it's definitely good times. I uh it has been um a wild ride over the last six years, so very excited to see what we got to come. It's gonna be a great weekend uh at Richmond International Speedway. Now, with all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of our journey and we almost made it here under a under an hour. Almost we're gonna miss it by looks like a couple seconds here but yeah, it's but all we're good.
1: done we're just bsing now so
0: yeah <laughs> but no once again everybody we truly uh, appreciate everybody for tuning in uh, to episode 307 now we'll probably be back in a couple of weeks uh probably be about 2 uh jay's got to go out of town i've got to go out of town uh so i, I don't i don't we're, we're both going to be kind of gone here uh so you can expect us probably mid april um uh, would you say jay we'll
1: we'll, we'll... Definitely mid – it's got to be mid-April because uh, I'm sure stuff with trades and NFL, you might get – I might do a breakaway with why he's out of town just to keep – in case, you know, Aaron Rodgers actually gets traded somewhere.
0: Yeah, just in case. (laughs) Look, just in case. Yeah. Yeah, so just um, expect us about mid-April. We'll be back with episode 308 uh, as we are about – By that time, about two weeks away from the draft, man. We'll be ready to roll.
1: We have Legacy on Fire with Darrell hosting with some amazing panelists. Come check them out. I mean, I, you know, James is one of our said, you know, he he he's the main guy that will always be there. We got uh, LT coming back in with the beer game being on point.
0: <laughs> and then we got uh, my man uh, Jansen Harris of the Just Good Network, um, you know, down in Atlanta. He's going to come and join us uh, to be our special guest uh, for tonight. So we're excited. It's going to be a Legacy on Fire tonight, episode 46. Make sure you join us for it.
1: I'm, I'm,
0: i love it i'm kind of jealous i'm not eh, but you know <laughs> it is what it is man It is what it is sacrifices. <laughs> look but hey everybody look we thank you all we appreciate you all uh once again everybody thank you for tuning in to episode 307 uh make sure you check out the legacy maker sports network uh when you get an opportunity to go here
1: like, share and follow please there it is
0: go there uh, and look for all the goodness and and you can check us out on all those platforms that's where we are our website is at the bottom uh and once again thank you all for tuning in We if appreciate. if you see
1: you. something we can do different to make it your experience better let us know
0: yeah let by all means by all means out. please let us know once again everybody that is it i'm Darrell lawrence mr jeremiah quimby uh thank you all for tuning in we'll see you all next time god bless peace